You're listening to the Employment Rights Online podcast, where we discuss everything employment rights and the job. Hi everyone, we hope you are continuing to inform yourself about your employment rights so you can protect yourself at work. So in our final part of this mini-series on representation in formal meetings, we now know that you are legally entitled to have someone with you or someone to represent you in a formal meeting. We also know that if your colleague or representative can't make your meeting at the first attempt, you have the right to ask for a postponement of the meeting with an expected rescheduling of the meeting no later than five days after the original date. And in some cases, the postponement delay can be longer if it's deemed to be in the interests of fairness and justice. This week, in the final part of the series, we look at what your colleague or representative should be doing in your formal meeting to support you. Before we get into that, an update from our last episode. You'll remember James, who had appealed against his 12-month verbal warning. Well, we're happy to report that James won his appeal after we supported James with the help of his colleague to put his case in the appeal, arguing that the warning was unfair because James had been denied his employment right to be accompanied at the meeting. So James won his appeal and his warning was expunged from his record meaning that his record was taken back to the point before the warning ever existed. A really great outcome for James. And what James's case shows us is that at the very least, we should use our employment right to take someone with us into a formal meeting, because it would be the job of that person to help you guard against breaches of your employment rights during the meeting. So at the very least, if you are not a member of a trade union, you should arrange for a work colleague to accompany you to the meeting to support you. Your work colleague may not know the ins and outs of disciplinary and grievance proceedings or understand your legal rights. But having someone in a meeting with you, whether that's your colleague or a trade union representative, will give you confidence. It will also help to guide you through the meeting and it will help you to present your case in the most effective, compelling and persuasive way if you know what your colleague or trade union representative should be doing in the meeting. And that's what this podcast episode is about. So if all this is new to you, Here are the top seven things your trade union representative or a well-trained colleague can do to help you in a formal meeting. In no particular order, at number one, your representative or colleague can help you prepare a written statement in advance of your formal meeting. 
And that statement will be helpful to you putting your case in the exact way that you want to put your case when you get to your formal meeting. Remember, even though formal meetings are just that, formal and important, these meetings are not memory tests. And trying to remember everything you want to say in these meetings can add to your stress. So if you prepare a statement of the key points you want to make in advance of the meeting, this can help you because all you then have to do is provide a copy of your statement to your employer when you get to the meeting and then read your statement in the meeting. Everything that is in your statement then becomes part of your evidence and therefore part of the accurate record of the meeting. So having a representative or colleague to help you prepare that statement is a positive thing that your rep or colleague can do to help you. The second thing your representative or colleague can do is to make an opening statement at the beginning of the meeting, setting out your case and version of events. This person can also ask questions of your employer or your employer's witnesses on your behalf. This is really helpful to you because, again, it can be really unnerving having to start the meeting off because you might not know what to say. And also, having someone there to help you question people who may be looking to punish you or dismiss you is very unnerving. By their very nature, disciplinary meetings in particular can be really stressful and tend to induce compliance rather than challenge because workers tend to want to show their best in the hope that their boss will see them as a nice person, treat them fairly and not see them as the person portrayed in the complaint or the person trying to treat somebody else unfairly. But in fact, what your employer is trying to do in those meetings is to demonstrate on the balance of probability that you are in the wrong, no matter how you show up. So the importance of having someone to support you to make that opening statement and to question the employer's case and the employer's witnesses is a really big help to you. And remember... Everything that is said in the meeting will be witnessed and recorded by your representative or colleague. The third thing your representative or colleague will be able to do is to confer with you on the answers you may or may not want to give during the meeting and to ensure that you are asked relevant questions during the meeting, making sure that you are putting your best case forward. Your support person can also call for adjournments to brief you during the meeting where they feel this is necessary. Now, what you may not know, but what your employer will know is that whilst it's not the job of your representative or your colleague to answer questions on your behalf, they can help you ask the right questions and give the right answers, particularly where they may think that you are being browbeaten by your employer's questioning, which is intended to try and throw you off your case or to get you to rush your answers. 
at times like this, having someone to call for an adjournment can be a positive help to your case because that person can object during the meeting or call a halt to unfair lines of questioning. The fourth key action is to ensure that your meeting is conducted strictly in accordance with ACAS rules. We talk in detail about these ACAS requirements in episode 87 of the podcast, so we won't go through them again here. You'll find a link to that podcast episode in the show notes where you're listening to this podcast if you want to revisit the requirements. These requirements are what is often called the three-step procedure, whilst not being law, are expected to be followed and the requirements do have a bearing on how an appeal hearing or an employment tribunal might see fairness in your case if your employer does not follow the ACAS requirements. So collecting evidence of fairness during your formal meeting is important in relation to the ACAS requirements and whether or not your employer follows these requirements during the meeting. The fifth point is for your colleague or representative to take notes of the meeting and in particular notes of key points during the meeting and to ensure these are recorded in the minutes of the meeting which your colleague or representative can then help you to check for accuracy after the meeting. Remember, the notes of the meeting are important evidence for you should you wish to pursue an appeal or bring your case to an employment tribunal. So having someone there with you to take notes of key points during the meeting is a real positive help to you. The sixth point is similar to the second point in that your support person can present a closing statement on your behalf, summing up your key points and arguments to make sure your employer has all your key evidence. The importance for this, as we've already stated, is to make sure you have put your best possible case. And finally, your representative or colleague being in the meeting acts as a witness to the proceedings, which almost always means that your formal meeting will be handled more sensitively than might otherwise have been the case if you were in the meeting alone. And we actually saw this happen to James, where the employer gave James a warning after denying James the right to be supported during the meeting. And what this almost always means is that if someone is in the meeting with you, they can act as a witness and help you to put your case. And you can then bring that witness with you to your appeal hearing or to an employment tribunal hearing should you need to take further action against your employer because you feel you have been treated unfairly during your formal meeting. Having a witness makes your case stronger because it moves your case from being a case of your word alone against the word of your employer and all the people your employer will bring as witnesses to challenge your version of events. 
Having someone in the room with you means that you at least have one witness to help you with your case. And that's it for this week. Our takeaways for this week and for this mini-series are that having someone in a meeting with you is a really important part of your right to put your case in your way and to ensure that you are treated fairly in formal meetings. And that being the case, you should not go to formal meetings alone when your employer will be using those meetings to make decisions about sanctions against you or someone else you are complaining about. You can find all our support links at the bottom of the show notes where you're listening to this week's episode. And remember, you can help us by liking, commenting and sharing our podcast information with your friends and colleagues. Until next week, have a great Employment Rights Week. Bye for now.